Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Co host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back, kick off hour two with the family. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour to Cure ride. Join me, Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26 mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email doug at walzer.com for more information. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. I'm saying that a bird could fly over it, the bag could fall off, a turtle could take it down, and then mm-hmm. things well, could happen. Well, it is a bag. It could get filled with water, too. Yeah. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. No. It get filled with water. It's not, no. Plastic is a lower density than water. Yes. It yes, floats. It Whether it's filled with, filled with water or not, it floats. I sense a science experiment coming on. Go ahead. Draw like 5,000 plastic bags in the Mariana Trench and see what happens. Here's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Those candy wrappers you threw out, the deepest deep sea dive ever may have just found them, the BBC reports. American explorer Victor Vescovo journeyed down a record 35,853 feet in the Pacific Ocean's Mariana Trench. Makes me scared. On May 1st, stumbled onto two signs of human presence on Earth, wrappers and a plastic bag. I'm not buying either one of these. Very suspicious. Yeah, BBC's all in, all in on global warning. I mean, all in on that. And all in on on plastics and... uh, They really want you to think that all human life is going to be extinguished in the next 50 years. 12 years. Unless we impeach Donald Trump. Trump. It's 12 years. Well, it's always 12 years. It is, every t- every 12 years, it's another 12. We have time. That's but it's true. another 10 years, they're going to be all die. I'm mm-hmm. only Dead. 32, and I've already lived through so many apocalypse scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's very true. Y2K. Look, we Y2K, all want... the ozone, the hole in the ozone layer that was going to burn us all alive. Right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Climate change, they've revised a few times, but they're still going on that. How about... Bill Nye, the science guy, going off the deep end on HBO. I think he might have some sort of... Speaking of dementia... Yeah, I think he's got a problem. He's got a problem, Don't you effing people understand that the effing Earth is going to catch fire? And he sets a globe on fire and it's burning. (laughs) Yeah, he started a viral burn. What is wrong with you? Calm down. (laughs) Interesting how a science guy would go straight for the emotional appeal. I know. Hmm. It's not really science. But he says... What he says, you effing morons, you effing idiots. I mean, he just went off the deep end on. No. And you can probably find the audio, but do you want to make Bill Nye, sure the raging scientist. Oh, he's such a pain. I've had him on the show before. What a jerk. It gets oh, yeah. weird because yes. I remember watching him as a kid thinking, oh, he's kooky and fun. And yeah, he was until he was until he got Louis body dementia or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> from like until, he got, until he got fame. Until he got, well, I thought you were going to say funded. I mean, I have a feeling he may have gotten funded. 
Yeah. Like, honestly, he's, like, hurting the cause more than helping oh, it yeah. by acting that he way. Totally yeah, get off my completely. side kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. We were happy with this until you joined it. That's a good one. If that's the argument that my side has, then maybe my side isn't the right side, is what people right. should be thinking. Here's what I don't understand. Who doesn't want a cleaner planet than the Western Hemisphere? The Eastern Hemisphere, they don't give a rat's ass, and that's yeah. who does all the Talk damage. Talk about plastic in the ocean. Did you know that 90% of all pl plastic in the ocean comes from Asia and Africa? That's exactly right. Apparently, China is having a big push to clean up their act because people are oh, it's ragging on China all the time. Well, they so they're they are doing some stuff. And I guess Africa has done much better than India or China. Africa clean, has, yeah. Oh, yeah, India is uh, where most of the bad. plastic comes from. Well, yeah. I know. I watched, uh, there was like a, a video, somebody caught a video of a tanker ship or something. I think it was a Chinese one. I'm not positive. But the, you could see him just taking the trash bin and just dumping it over the side oh, yeah, of the boat. Absolutely. I'm like, that is so disgusting. Who was doing that? Some, somebody was secretly filming... Uh, oh, on a tanker oh, ship, okay. and they were just taking the garbage can and just dumping it over the side. I'm like, mm -hmm. you don't think that they do that all the time? And, and like they probably do. They do, yeah. yeah. They probably You know. No, exactly. So here's the deal. Nobody wants plastic in the ocean. America's not putting plastic in the ocean. Well, some, a very small amount probably. Um, there, it comes basically from rivers into the ocean, doesn't it, Andy? Yeah. Out of India? It all comes from ten rivers. Ten rivers, right. All of which are either in Africa or India. Or India. Well, I was in India, and they don't even have, like, I mean, they just kind of sweep their garbage into a pile, and <clears throat> on occasion somebody comes and yeah. picks it up, maybe. Oh, yeah. they do, really? Yeah. India doesn't have really good trash collection or no. trash control. They don't, they don't have, have toilets. In many, many, you know, they don't have sewers. a majority of toilets in the homes, yet they have a space program. <laughs> yeah, India, India is probably the most egregious example of you've got the upper class and then you've got the lower class yeah. and there is well, no in between India, and there is no overlap. Well, and they also have basically open borders for immigration. So everybody everybody problem. that is suffering from a flood, a famine, yep. some sort of crazy regime, you know, driving everybody nuts, they all go to India and India doesn't have And they're a real poor country is burdened even further, exactly. which makes everyone more poor. Exactly. Boy, I heard a guy go off. He was a, I think he was from Montana. And I was watching, God, I can't remember what channel it was on even. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. But they, they were talking to him about, uh, you know, the planet and global warming and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you know what's fascinating to me is I've noticed all the people who bitch the most about the environment all live in the cities. Because we out here in Montana and Wyoming and North Dakota, we don't pollute. All of you people that are jammed together, all you want to do is talk about pollution and we got to save the earth. But there you are all huddled together causing nothing but problems. Yeah, and everything that they need has to be trucked into them. Yeah. Shipped into them. Well, yeah, they're so. not growing or manufacturing yeah, anything. All of that is done not. miles away. Exactly. Yeah. And then he went on. And I don't know if this is true or not, but he goes. I guess this is why he was trying to make the point, but he's talking about we don't pollute out here. We hunt and we fish and, you know, we do this and we do that. And I did notice this. All the people that live in the cities are Democrats. No. <laughs> so he blamed all the pollution in the world on Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. The people who bitch the most are the ones that cause all the pollution. Yep. It's just amazing to me. That's so, because they see it every day, so it's on their minds. Yeah. They think but they're they guilty about it, too. No, they want to blame someone else for it. They think all this pollution yeah, is like being, right. it's coming from all the uh, rural areas somehow. Because their city people are enlightened and superior. They can't possibly be causing these problems. <laughs> yeah. This guy went on and on. He was wearing a cowboy hat, too, by the way, which <laughs> I really like. <laughs> yes, he is. But he said, you don't, don't talk to me about pollution. I don't pollute. And he was very serious about that. You know, this morning you were talking, you, you did touch on one thing that uh, really caught my ears, that if you have an electric car, yeah. you are not paying into the gasoline tax. Illinois. So, so you are not 
supporting the roadway. So now we are going to specifically tax your electric car yep. so that we can get our juice. Yep. Get the state and get its juice. Oh, man. That's exactly right. A thousand bucks per vehicle in Illinois. They're trying to get it passed. In Illinois, <laughs> if you drive an electric car, you have to pay a thousand bucks a year because you use the roads. Well, I've always wondered about that because okay. you would have all of these charging stations that were free. Yes. It's like, how's that? I mean, somebody's got to yeah. pay for that to manufacture that electricity. The taxpayer. And I love that about Silicon Valley. You do realize that electric car you're driving around gets charged, an electric charger. And you know how that's powered? By burning coal yeah. down with the electric. Yeah. <laughs> It is pretty amazing, all the comparisons. It is very amazing. People are such frauds. It's unbelievable. Well, I know people, you know, it's like it makes sense, you know. Electric cars burn cleaner, blah, blah, blah. But yep. it, it, every single thing that you use comes with a consequence. Mm -hmm. If you're absolutely. consuming something, it, it does, comes with yeah. a consequence, whether it's environmental or monetary or whatever. I, well, it, it, to me, it would make logical sense if they could figure out a way to use garbage is fuel they, they, they can do that, that they in, can do that they, yeah they do that in norway apparently they're mm -hmm. buying everybody else's garbage and, they're they, and they ended their recycling program yeah they did because it was not profitable they couldn't make it work so they starting to burn, burn it, it. Mm -hmm. so exactly. they're just getting yep. rid oh they're burning plastic yeah they burn well, the dioxins i don't know what how uh, they uh, control uh, the dioxin is it goes they actually burning Trash is a, is actually a, not all that bad with all the scrubbers that they yeah. have. If the right the, it, they, stuff is they, in yeah, place, it's actually, actually not bad. And the, yes. and the temperature's right. You're right. right. The temperature's right. Yeah. So it'll, mm -hmm. It turns it all to carbon dioxide. Oh, yeah. I mean, it turns all into gas. To me, that just seems like it would make more sense killing two birds with one stone. You have. Why do we have to kill birds? Why do we have to kill birds? Why community? Sorry. It's a figure speech. We have a caller. So anyway, you finish your finish Well, yeah, your just, you know, it just to me it makes more sense because then, you know, you're taking a, a garbage problem right. and turning it into a, something, you know, we can use as fuel because, you know, they say that we're, um, oil's dirty. Um, oil's dirty. It's not infinite. We have yeah. limited right. resources. It's, it's expensive. I mean, I don't know how what the cost is of burning garbage to making fuel for it, but if we can find a way. I mean, Doc Brown did it in Back to the Future. He was just throwing garbage <laughs> and everything into that DeLorean. And I'm like, why can't we that do something right. like that? I can compost and put it in my car and drive off. Right. You Works know. for me. Who's our caller, Andy? Who is our caller? Hello. Hello, Tom. It's Officer Dave. Officer Dave, how are you, man? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? You know, i got to ask you a question because I don't know how this happened. But you know the talk and text line on the KQ Morning Show? Uh-huh. Every call that comes up says, Officer Dave. And I don't know why it does. <laughs> I have no idea how. Yeah, because when I get them, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example because I just... Uh, I got some right here. Now, under Officer Dave right now, it says drive-through pharmacy, as in banks, were also included in the ban, which they uh, bought up, uh, they must mean brought up, uh, would be horrible for people with disabilities. Yeah, that would not be good. So they don't want to shut down the drive-through on the drug stores, so people with disabilities are going to have a tough time getting their drugs. They did say that places that currently have drive-throughs would be grandfathered in, but no new ones could be added, so we'll see how it works. You know what I mean? So, Officer Dave, every wow. time I see your name about 5,000 times on every morning show now. Well, honestly, Tom, it's not me. <laughs> no, I know it's, I know it's not you, but for some reason it gives you the nod on every call. So what's happening with you? Oh, not much. Just getting ready for uh, police week here. Police week? Today, um, yep. Oh, you go. No, I, I, I believe Hutch, uh, Sheriff Hutchinson, they just had uh, the sheriff's day on, the, what was it, on Saturday, or is it this upcoming Saturday? I think it was last Saturday, wasn't it? He's admin. He's out of my league. Oh, God, yeah, okay. So what's going on police week? Um, well, this is actually today at 6 o'clock, the... Uh, Law Enforcement Memorial Association from Minnesota. We're walking the blue line in front at the memorial in front of the Capitol mm -hmm. at 6 p.m. tonight. 6 p.m. tonight at the state capitol. Walking the, 
Yep. And then we will continue to walk the blue line 24 hours, and it actually works out to be like 27 or 28 hours by the time they finish the uh, little program tomorrow night. And we have officers from all over all over the state, if they can get to the Capitol, come and stand guard around the actual monument. And wreaths get placed in front of the monument for fallen officers every half an hour from 6 to 11 tonight and then all day from 8 until 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Wonderful. And you'll be so doing that? Just, I will actually be there doing CBD. I won't be in line. Funny, I can't seem to buy uniforms and stuff off the rack. They have to custom make everything super special. Because you're because you're so muscular. <laughs> well, I don't know. Whoever was messaging me on Twitter I was asking about getting a shout for it. Um, I, he probably asked what I should I'm a little large guy, a larger guy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with larger guys. <laughs> Everybody fits in. So it is. Well, so it starts, uh, so give us the two start times again. It starts at 6 o'clock tonight. 6 o'clock tonight. And, uh, yep, we start walking the, the line, and we will walk the line for 24 hours straight. There will always be a, an officer for, with Lima walking the line until about 8.30, 9 o'clock, whenever the program finishes up uh, tomorrow night but they place a wreath for fallen officers from 6 to 11 tonight and then starting again 8 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock tomorrow night. That is terrific. I appreciate you calling about this because, as you know, I tend to lean pretty pro-cop. I don't know if you know that or not. I, I've noticed, and that's why I was hoping for a shout-out for it because... The way you support us, Tom, it's wonderful. We appreciate it immensely. Well, I appreciate you guys being around, and I always have. And I tell you what, every time I've ever dealt with a cop in my life, it's been, it's been great. And I'm not just talking about in Minnesota where the coppers pretty much know me. I'm talking about in other places. Cops have never. Well, of course, when I, when I if I get pulled over, I take my wa my uh, my driver's license out. I put it in my left hand. And I put my hands at ten and two on the wheel, and I look straight ahead. It's a good idea. Because you're, you're a fishy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, look at the time. I'd love to stay in schmooze. <laughs> Officer Dave, thanks a lot. Let us know how it's going, would you please? Will do. Thank you so much. Oh, it's our pleasure. Officer Dave, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. Thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Shut up, shut up. 
What, did you <laughs> cut this with your family? Bob Marley. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, it's think it's a, the Whalers. It's the Whalers. Uh, the Whalers. Yeah, but that choice, that might be a bad. They're really good at whaling. This I is not good sounding. No. <laughs> I have never understood why anyone likes Bob Marley. Really? I like Bob Marley. His songs are horrible. It's just like the dead. Too much spleef and yeah. It's Was that terrible sound? It's one of those things where if you're on a beach or having like a cocktail outside in like the Caribbean, it's very fitting. I love Bob Marley when it comes to things like that. I don't know. He was a pothead though. No. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. On Monday, Doris Day, on Tuesday, Tim Conway, the beloved actor, comic actor, who became a star through The Carol Burnett Show, has died at the age of 85, reports People. Conway won four Emmys for his work on the show and another two for guest appearances on Coach and 30 Rock, per the AP. He also starred in movies such as The Apple Dumpling Gang. On The Burnett Show, Conway was famous for his ad-libs, particularly with sidekick Harvey Corman. Oh his so rep funny. attributes the cause of death to complications from normal pressure hydrocephalus. What? Or hydrocephalus. hydrocephalus. Oh, How did you get that? That's wild. The, the water, we used to call them waterheads, didn't they, back in the day? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what hydrocephalus means. Yeah, right? well, it's, it's increased. Well, it's, it's normal pressure hydro, hydrocephalus, but the the before... They used to the kids would get this uh, increased pressure in their head, and before and this would start before their uh, uh, sutures would close in their head, oh, and their yeah. head would become just really enormous because right. it just would just blow up and it just really affected their brain. Mm. Now, when a kid has that, they put a shunt in and it shunts the fluid from their brain into their that's uh, a, that's into their abdomen. It just dumps into there, so now these kids aren't affected the, quite oh, the same. That's oh, yeah. good. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a tre- there's a treatment for that, but the normal pressure stuff, I forget how, I just don't remember. Um, you know, as you may know, I'm an amateur neurologist, neurosurgeon, so I don't know exactly the etiology of that. But man, Do you think he probably good. fell and hit his head? Is that Maybe what it could have been a closed head injury of some mm. sort, or who knows. Conway is survived by his wife of 35 years, a stepdaughter, six biological children, and two grandchildren, so... Sorry to say that we've lost uh, one of the best of all time, Tim Conway. I just absolutely loved the guy. Yeah, his physical comedy was just fabulous. Indeed. He did the, D- the Dorf DVD. What? He did, it, was it the character Dorf? Dorf? Yeah, it was the Dorf. Dorf, where he was on his knees. Oh, and they, and remember he had right, shoes right, on his right. knees? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoes about on that. his knees. Yeah, well, he was right, right <laughs> in that window where you could still sell DVDs and make... And so he, it was a bizarre kind of a thing. Now it would only be on YouTube. Right. Remember how I always talk about how nuts everyone in Hollywood is and how I hate most of them? Yes, we do know how you do that. Good. George's new heartbeat (laughs) bill, as well as other laws around the country targeting abortion rights, has created a whole new maelstrom swirling around a very vocal TV star. Last week, charmed actress Alyssa Milano went online to propose women go on a sex strike to protest the Georgia law, which prohibits abortion after a womb heartbeat is detected, usually around six weeks. There was immediate pushback well, from both the left and the right, but Milano doubled down in a CNN op-ed on Monday. In defense, Milano acknowledges the mixed reaction to her proposal, but insists that time for national engagement on this issue is long overdue. Milano notes the historical effectiveness of such a lysistractic protest. What is I a, don't know that What word. is a lysistractic protest? L-Y-S-I-S-T-R-A-T-I-C. Lysistractic. L what? L-Y-S-I-S-T-R-A-T-I-C. Word of the day on the time. I've never seen that word in my life. Yeah, neither have I. It'll be lysistractic or lysistractic. Oh, it's them trying to sound smart. They're they're referencing a play by Aristophanes. Oh, okay. There you go. Look how smart I am. I hate it when people try to... I will promptly forget that word. Yeah, lysistractic is not necessary. No. Adding uh, such a strike is a way to get targets straight cisgender men. What's cisgender again? I forgot. Uh, Not transgender. (laughs) Do you mean just... You identify with your genetic sex. It means gender. (laughs) Why is it just... Cisgender. I, because everybody has to have a Everybody's micro label. Special, yep. Micro got labels are labels. huge right now. Do you think there's a possibility we could separate a state and then put all Hollywood actors and politicians in prison there? 
<laughs> Just imprison all of them. One could hope. Just fence them in. Let them live there. If they Destroy. keep going, I don't think we're going to need to when a bunch of people from <laughs> yeah. Wyoming and Montana murder all the, the uh, Hollywood people. Because no, they're, they're going to. Seriously, wow. you've got you've got people on the right that murder people, like you know, in the the synagogues in a couple of cases in America, and the people on the left just destroy your life, your wife's life, your husband's life, your children's life. They destroy your whole life. Don't you think that? What is it, wrong with Don't you with think these that's people? just insanity? It really doesn't have anything to do with the right or the left. It's mm-hmm. just your nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you choose a side. Well, that's just because you have to have. A that's side. just because that's what's on everybody's mind right now. They're just nuts. Let's stop saying it's a. a, a certain party, a political party. They're just crazy people. They would do it no matter what. They would just come up with a different reason. One of my favorite lines in the history of King of Queens, and that was, uh, God, what was her name again? I loved her on there. Oh, Leah Remini? Leah Remini. Oh, the Scientology expose woman. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, her. her. Right, exactly. Uh, What's her name again? Leah. Leah Remini. Remini. Her sister, I think, still lives in Minneapolis. Yeah. She has a sister. She's a very nice well, person. Well, she was on the podcast. Yeah, I think she bounces. Yeah. I think she lives here, but I think she kind of bounces back between <coughs> here in L.A. I'm oh, sure. she does she? Because um, I remember on King of Queens one time, Kevin was uh, bitching about this, that, or the other thing. And she says to him, you know, you and I should probably separate, and you should go live with Alyssa Milano because she's really pretty and her last name's a cookie. <laughs> 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 the Milano. You still eat those mint Milanos uh, like they're going out of I, business? I, I have put those on the shelf. Ice cream. What? Well, I mean, I'll eat them. But I don't, <laughs> I'll eat them. I don't eat them like I used to, no. So, Ralphie, do you know what I bought Catherine for Mother's Day for, you know, boxes of candy and all that? Yeah. She never gets to eat that stuff. Because everybody else eats everybody it else Friday eats it. So I bought her two boxes of milk duds. Because she loves milk duds. I do like a nice milk dud. And then she ate a half a box while before going to bed. I couldn't sleep all night long. I was up all night long. I was like, this sugar has got to leave my system at some point. What is going on? Apparently Two in the morning, Catherine's on the treadmill. Yeah, Three exactly. o'clock in the morning, I'm like playing crazy games on my iPad. I'm like, I have to go to sleep eventually. I was totally wired, completely awake. Half a box. Were they the big boxes? Yes. Big cheer. It was a lot of milk goods. I'll, I'll admit it. Okay. Now, this before we get to this next story, um, let me say this. After having three managers in my life, my number one bit of advice to anybody in the world is, don't get a manager. It's a horrible idea. They are. It's just a terrible idea. And here's exactly what I'm talking about. It's been just over six months since Stan Lee died, but controversy still swirls around the late Marvel comic leader's ex-manager and business business partner. Uh, I'm not only your ex-manager, I'm your business partner. Uh, Reuters reports that the latest in the saga involving Kaya Morgan uh, includes five counts of elder abuse filed against him Friday, including charges of forgery, fraud, false imprisonment. A spokeswoman for Los Angeles Superior Court told Los Angeles City News Service that the charges involve an incident that happened last June with the 95-year-old Lee at the center of it. The rep adds a warrant has been issued for Morgan's arrest. TMZ notes a restraining order was granted last year to Lee's lawyers against Morgan, whom they accused of mishandling millions and millions of dollars in Lee's money. No. And physically abusing Lee, emotionally abusing Lee. The court documents also claim Morgan tried to keep Lee away from his family and friends, including by moving him to a secret location. Back then, Morgan called the story a witch hunt by Lee's legal team and his daughter. The Daily Beast notes that uh, Morgan briefly had a tweet up Monday that said the media lies and exaggerates to make money. Well, they do. He's right about that. I can't believe it. The more they lie, the more money and attention they get. Don't believe anything you read or see unless your name is stupid. That tweet has since been deleted, though a few retweets he made over the past few days still focus on media lies and false rumors. So I guess we're going to have to see. Do you think he actually did abuse uh, Stan Lee? And how would you know if he did, by the way? I have no idea. Can we just go back just a little bit? There was a euphemization there that I I, I caught, that uh, I heard. And that is, uh, they they removed him to a secret location. Correct. Is, A.K.A. kidnapped him. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Kidna- that kidnapping? Right. right. Sounds That's like kidnapping. Casey Casey yeah. all over again. Yes, it does. It does. It? I was thinking yeah, his, his, own family. Was his family. Why were his family. Maybe his family. I don't know. Dumped him. Dumped well, took him someplace. Well, to get him away from this manager. Like the case of Casey Kasem, it was his current wife. 
And then, of course, she had power of attorney and all that stuff to oversee everything. She completely cut the whole family off. Yeah, they couldn't even see him. He made her a star, too. Remember, she married him, and then she was on some TV show. Remember, she was a, a blonde woman, long blonde hair. She always wore a ponytail. Uh, what the hell was her name again? She was on a TV show. I can't remember. And she marries him, and all of a sudden, she's a star. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Casey Kasem was an interesting cat. Father was a green grocer, Lebanese guy in Detroit. And he made it uh, one of the most successful people in Hollywood, as a matter of fact. Yeah. American Top 40 and a bunch of other things he did. So I don't know what to tell you. This A 95-year-old guy, you're physically and emotionally abusing the guy. Well, I'm assuming they have proof that he did that. They couldn't just toss it out there, can they? People toss stuff out all the time. Well, that's probably true. You know? That's probably true. Andy, do you believe in mom speak? Um, are we talking about this SNL thing? Yes. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know if it's a mom thing specifically. President Trump did not escape as the target of Saturday Night Live's latest cold open, but the sweeter, funnier bit came during guest host Emma Thompson's opening monologue. Joined by the SNL, uh, SNL alums Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, the trio proceeded to translate what your mother really means when she's talking to you, i.e., you look tired means you look bad. <laughs> <laughs> so moms say that to you. You look tired. You look bad. Uh -huh. And as the AV Club notes, the British acting legend's first Saturday Night Live hosting gig could have just ended after the monologue. Thompson was absent from the cold open, however, in which a parody, Meet the Press, put, uh, put it to top Senate Republicans how far Trump would have to go in order to lose their support. Oh, uh, video highlights in the guy. I, I just... They just never let up. Why don't they just let it go? You got 18 more yeah. months. I doubt he's going to run for president again. How about just be funny? Yeah. yeah being funny would be good. Well, just just saying Donald Trump is bad is really, really easy. They probably don't even have I writers. They just, they just put the words Trump bad on a piece of paper and wave yeah. it around. There you go. Why don't they let that, uh, what's his name, Keenan Thompson? Why don't they let him write more bits? That uh, uh, Alexa for old people was the funniest that bit they've funny. done in years. That was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was Odessa. <laughs> he calls her Odessa, which is rather interesting. Yeah, I just, you know what's really funny? I brought this up on the air this morning, Catherine, and I didn't even realize you and I were doing this. Uh-oh. But Catherine and I now watch a ton of BritBox and Acorn and all these, you know, PBS, which is pretty much British shows. Uh, and I think I mentioned it to you last night. We were watching a thing called I Want My Wife Back. It's from 2016. It ran, I think, six episodes. Funny as hell. You know what's so funny about that, though? <clears throat> what? Because I remember I, after watching it, I was like, this does not seem like the type of show that younger people will watch. Anymore. Right, right. And I, I looked it up, and it wasn't renewed. It was only one season, mm -hmm. and it was panned by the critics, of course, because Not it was... Not enough nudity in politics? And, yep, exactly. It yep. was an old-fashioned comic <clears throat> farce, and nobody really wants those anymore. It was hilarious. But the I one know. thing I've noticed for, for us, for Catherine and me, they don't ever get political on those shows. Mm. Ever. And it's so nice but, to be away from yeah. all the politics being puked out by Hollywood. I can't even tell you. Do you it's, think it's, it's just gotten so commonplace to be, you know, political that people just expect it? And if it's not there, then it's just considered to be old-fashioned yeah, like or something? It's scary and confusing yeah. because it's... Yeah. This isn't talking yeah. about me and my beliefs every well, moment of my Well, I mean, life. imagine yeah. someone was raised from birth in a cult and then broke out of that cult. They would find the real world to be a... They wouldn't like anything they see because it's unusual right. yeah. to them. Yeah. Because they've been raised with expectations. But it's pretty That's basically what's happening here. It's pretty interesting to me in the fact that nothing got more political than Murphy Brown. That got really political. They canceled it. She came back to them and said, I'll do it for free. And they said, no thanks. Hmm. <clears throat> So they, that thing is gone, and it's never coming back. Well, I, it got I, too political. Well, I think part of the problem is it's younger people aren't going to watch older people talk about politics. Yeah, you might be right about that. I just don't think that's going to yeah, happen. you're probably right. That's probably true. Because there's a lot of ageism and a, a belief well, that if you are a certain age, over 50, white male, then you're pro you're part of the yeah. problem. Th then, why, uh, then why is the leading Democratic candidate 
an old white guy. I know. That's, everybody's asking that question. Tim and, Waltz, he's an older white guy. And, 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 he's, yeah, and, yeah, number, and number two go. is an old white guy. Yep. I know. That's true. All three of them are white guys. I think it might be called hypocrisy. I'm not sure. Might be, yeah. We'll take a break (laughs) and be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom. The Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here. You've heard me talking about how I've lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Nutramost Wellness Plan. Nutramost uses breakthrough technology that customizes the plan, giving you the tools to lose weight and keep it off. One of the many reasons that it works is that you eat real food the entire time, so after you hit your goal, you'll know exactly what to order at restaurants and what to buy at the grocery store. This doesn't happen with a diet plan where you drink shakes, eat prepackaged foods, or take drugs. Find out how and why Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss plan by scheduling your immediate consultation or attending the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, May 6th at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Register for the Nutramost dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. We're rocking out, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and uh, this story does not surprise me in the least. One of the most arrogant human beings I've ever met in person in my life. Not a nice man. Louis C.K. You hear what he did now? Uh, What he did or what he did again? Uh, This has to do with Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. This is a national story, an international story. What did he do? Louis C.K.'s attempted comeback now comes with a warning. Copy or transmit anything from my show and you're in trouble, the New York Times reports. The legal notice was issued by Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis for C.K.'s four-night stay there that started Tuesday. Tweeted by writer James Shopwell, the statement explains that C.K. owns all the rights and the content materials, including any jokes and sketches, and anyone who relays that material on any medium without his express prior written consent will be subject to all available legal remedies. Uh, whether in equity or at law, at the cost of anyone who violates this prohibition. The gag order echoes other comedians' frustration with their material being recorded and posted online. Uh, In fact, cell phone bans are becoming a standard at comedy shows. I thought he did have a cell phone ban at Acme. I was told that everybody had to put their, their cell phone in like a Faraday cage, basically. It's up to the comedian. They can request that, or yeah, but, they can say they don't care. Right, exactly. And how, and how do you enforce it? They're going to pat everybody down? They, Everyone who goes into the club, they say, give me your cell phone, we'll put it in this bag, and you'll get it back after the show. Yeah, what if you have two cell phones, you take a second cell phone and do as you please? I mean, yeah, this makes no sense. Yeah, there you go. It makes no sense at all. I wonder oh. if... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, get shot in the head. It's very strict enforcement. So, so are they saying that somebody sneaks some footage out what? of Acme? I don't know. Uh, in fact, the cell phone bans are becoming standard at comedy shows for the times. They spend a year or two working on material that is the basis of their income, and then it ends up in an unfinished form online or for free, Aww. said Noam Dwarman, a friend of CK's who owns the Comedy Cellar in New York. It's terrible for them, but uh, can CK actually pursue legal action against his fans? Legal experts say it's a touchy question that depends on whether a joke or a sketch is more than an idea, which can't be copyrighted. That said, CK did get audience members to agree to his terms before the show. Reaction online, meanwhile, isn't too sympathetic. The irony here is that Louis CK suddenly cares about consent, but only when it comes to his precious material. (laughs) Burn! Well, there you have it right there. He is is one of the biggest jerks I've ever met. Well, I see what's going on here. 
I mean, he actually, well, now that he can't do his particular brand of release. He's getting pissed. Claws are out. Claws are out. Here we go. Protect your eyes. Cover your eyes. Cover your eyes. Yeah. I would think that a comedian that has a little, you know, something up would be great because you Watching it on the YouTube would make me want to go see them. I, see the bit, see the whole thing. I, I think that Lucy Key takes himself a little too seriously, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, doesn't he? I heard he's a beat And up. thinks he's the god of comedy or something. He, and I've never seen why whatever. people think he's funny. You, you think I he's funny, right? Oh, you don't know? get it. I've ne- why? He's not funny. Not my brand of Just comedy. Just bitter. Yeah. You know, I don't know. He he's obviously good. like, he's a troubled man yeah, and it is. seems to be mostly his own fault yeah. yeah like I don't think anything I don't know if anything like happened to him when he was a kid but he does have a whole lot of like bitterness and resentment to the world yeah, and I have a ever. feeling <laughs> most of it was because he burned a lot of bridges and now he's just upset yeah. well like to me he's like one of those <clears throat> comedians that like in skit shows he's okay like he was fine in Parks and Rec he was actually really funny. He was in Parks and Rec? Yeah, for a short period. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, he was. And, you know, stuff like that, he's fine. But, like, on as a stand-up routine, I don't care for him. And there's other comedians to me that are, like, some I like in movies, but not their stand-up. But yeah. some I like yeah, their stand-up and their yep. horrible movies. So, um, um, I mean, for a while there, he was, like, you know, God in Hollywood. Yeah. He could get anybody to get yeah. a show and do, mm-hmm. all, yeah, I mean, he was producing all kinds of yeah, stuff. Really. He, had, he had his own show. I didn't care for that one. Um, no, it was terrible. I think I, I saw, like, Louis. two episodes. Yeah, Louis. And terrible. I, was, I saw two episodes. I'm like, this is just, like, a dirtier version of Grumpy Old Men. This is horrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good at all. And so, I don't know, I... I ha- have no ambition to see his stand-up, and I don't know why anyone else would. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I guess if, if some people just want to say they just saw Louis C.K. On, on stage, maybe that's it. I don't know. But. Yeah, who knows? I think Hollywood people are losing their minds. Here's another example of what... I uh, Keep Hollywood away from me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, they like to think they're all powerful. They, yeah, yeah, they, they do. The world centers around them. Their political opinions are just the most important thing. And I, it's just yeah. Twitter really drove that delusion up to a million, though. That's true. Yeah. Because there are people on Twitter who would literally everything they say, people will drop to their knees and start worshiping them. Mm, that's mm-hmm. true. ABC announced on Friday that it was renewing one of its sitcom, sitcoms, pleasing everyone involved with the show except seemingly its star. People reports that after word got out that Fresh Off the Boat will be back for a sixth season, Constant Wu, who's been with the series since its 2015 inception, had an unexpected reaction online. So they announced it's been picked up for a sixth season. She says, and I quote, so upset right now that I'm literally crying, ugh, F word, she tweeted. That was quickly followed by a tweet that simply read, effing hell which may have just uh, been random tweets about anything, except in a now-deleted tweet, Wu responded to a fan's comment that the show's renewal was great news with a no-it's-not. So she has bipolar disorder. So she apparently has bipolar. These Hollywood people are all mentally ill now. They really are. Have you ever read a tweet from Cher? Oh, Oh God, she is literally like... She doesn't... She can't... Form a coherent sentence. I know sentence. she can't. It's true. She yeah, can't. It's I like mean, there's someone it's putting. Like, what in, is she saying? Yeah, shares Twitter lends credence to the idea that aliens are putting things in people's brains. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you take a human's thought process and just like scramble it up and then let them type it out. That's what shares. Twitter is like. Well, da- Daniel Craig, he, he, he says, he, he kind of has done the same thing. He said, oh, the worst thing in the whole world is to do a 007 movie. Yes. And that was... Yeah, I'm sure that 50 million is That was million before, that really was before the last movie, but he's on set for the, the next movie as well. So... Everyone has to be a victim. Even when they can somehow make, you know, I work for six months and make... 20, 30 million dollars. Right. They can somehow make that into I'm six, the victim. Six months... Try three. Yeah. I mean, they turn they, they turn those things out really pretty fast. I, I mean, you... I think the pro, I think what they're trying to do. Their social media has given 
the masses access to these people who wouldn't yep. have given yeah, anybody a time of day. So the people that are on the top, they have to seem relatable. Yeah, they have to be like, oh, I'm just like you. Yes. I hate work too. Because they want they want to have 70 billion followers, so they have to be just. Well, that's how people Oprah made all it. her money is yeah. by being relatable yeah. with her like weight problem. Representative Cort yeah. Cortez. Who said she had a hard time? She didn't know what a garbage disposal mm -hmm. was. Oh, yeah. she was totally just. She was that, trying that, to. She yeah. was pretending to be a common person, which is yeah. insulting yeah, because that's what she thinks the common person is like. Well, she's a moron. They see a garbage disposal and they're like, "Well, what in tarnation is this thing?" <laughs> she is. She's an absolute moron. I have never been able to afford an apartment yeah. with a garbage yeah, disposal. Even though she grew up in I'm, Westchester, I'm just like you. Garbage disposals cost one hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody that falls for that crap is dumb. Okay, yes. so we heard what Constance Wu had to say when she found out that uh, that Fresh Off the Boat had been picked up for a sixth season. Now let me show you what she says after ABC said, why don't you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> ABC basically got a hold of her. Uh, so here we go. Uh, add, to that, uh, add that to the fact that per Variety, Wu went to the show's Instagram post about renewal and wrote dislike in the comments. Mm. And everyone has been left scratching their heads shortly after the post. ABC, in other words. Uh, Wu offered a bit of a clarification, which didn't really clarify anything. Y'all are... Oh, she goes with y'all. Of course. Of course. Now she's getting down with the homies. Yep. Oh, you fraud. Y'all are making a lot of assumptions about what I was saying. You said effing hell. How can I make a wrong assumption? You took it out of context. That's clearly yes, you took it out of context. What? I meant it in a happy way. And no, it's not what it's about. No, it's not what this is all about. She followed up that up with more clear-cut love for the show. Today's tweets were on the heels of rough day and were ill-timed with the news of the show. Please know I'm so grateful for the fresh-off-the-boat renewal. <laughs> I love the cast and crew. I'm so proud to be a part of it. In other words, ABC said, we're going to sue you into a Oblivion. Yeah. So in other words, ABC said, this is what you're saying now. <laughs> so I, I think her second set of tweets were a result of a bad day yeah. with ABC. Yeah. Yeah. A threat of a bad day. <laughs> oh, God, can you believe how crazy... Look, I have friends in Hollywood. I've known them for decades and decades. They are a pain in the ass. I will tell you that. I've yet to meet an actor who's not a pain in the ass to be a friend. Well, it's a narcissistic blend. It is. I, mean, it I is love one, them, but they're a pain in the ass. It, if you have the skill set. I do not have the skill set. If you have the skill set, it is one of the easiest jobs in the world. Oh, to act? In, oh. You don't oh, even do I, anything. You know, I, I was on set with Josh and Ashley when they were doing stuff. And I, and I said, well, we, you work maybe a half an hour. Or maybe fifteen minutes. Really, but you have work. To sit you're doing. Around. Oh, you have to sit around. You have to be in the makeup chair. You have to be in the makeup chair. You have to have, have fittings for clothing and things like that. Oh, it's just a, it's so so difficult. Mm -hmm. But your actual work, the actual intellectual, mental, emotional work, fifteen minutes for 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 Ashley it was fifteen minutes, twenty minutes at most for that hour show. Done. Out the. I mean, they they don't work at all. I mean, would you do me a favor? Would you see how much Constance Wu makes per episode in season five of Fresh Off the Boat? Oh, that'll be out there. I don't think it'd be hard to find at all. Uh, I have a question for Mom while you're looking for that. Let me know when you're ready. Do you think that if you were arrested and had to appear in court to plead guilty, if I didn't come with you, would you be uh, offended? I probably wouldn't tell you about it, so I wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't be there anyhow. Why wouldn't you tell me about it? Hmm? Why wouldn't you tell me? You start about scratching it? your neck. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Judge. <laughs> God. Because you'd probably create more problems than I. That's would probably need. true. That's very you'd very probably true. You probably end up in jail under contempt. Yeah. yeah. Probably, true. Mm, probably yeah. true. Probably true. What do you got, else? Andy? I got nothing. Nothing? No. Well, I would say this, that I believe um, Big Bang Theory, they all make between 2 and $3 million a week. Oh, God, yeah, a they make week. an insane amount of money. So let's say she's only making a million a week. Mm. <laughs> and you're complaining about that. Uh, this may tank the show, because I would never watch that show again. She's bitching about making that much money I and having believe, that success. I can't believe that show is still on. I can't either. It's not funny in the least, we, actually. I, I tried to watch it for like I know, we did. Oh, it was just bad. We did. So what I was talking about with you, honey, Desperate Housewives star Felicity Huffman pleaded guilty Monday, yesterday, uh, 
In the college admissions bribery scheme, the biggest name to do so in a scandal that has exposed the lengths to which some wealthy parents will go to get their children into top universities. Well, that's what Toots did with Brown Institute. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and let me guess, Radio she got a school. week in prison minus six days served? Uh, it says here she could face prison time after she admitted to participating in the nationwide scam in which authorities say parents bribe coaches, rigged exa entrance exams, or both to gain the admission system. Huffman pleaded guilty in federal court to paying an admissions consultant 15 G's. So she has pled guilty, and her husband did not go to court with her, which I find a little unsettling. Well, maybe he didn't do it. This kind no, of no, I'm just saying to support his wife. Well, this kind of stuff is, you know, there it's a series of bad decisions. And, yeah. And if she was saying that, was she the one that was going to saying that she wasn't going to admit guilt? Uh, no, she that was, was the other one. Lori Lachlan was the other one. She's uh, the one who said that. And maybe he's mad because she did it. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. I, well, I don't know. It's not like he didn't know she bribed them anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe she didn't inform him. Maybe she went behind his back I and did this. So. I don't know. Why, when are the colleges going to start getting subpoenas? I literally start, never. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. It's a filthy system, and I'm so glad that, well, I, just, I wasted my time in college that whole day. day you're never going to get back. I'm never going to get it back. It was a total waste of time. I literally, and this was back when I was, I think, 19 years old. I, I remember sitting there going, this is just not for me. These people are crazy. And that was how many years ago? I mean, well, she was up there, and she, here's what I loved, by the way. When you go in, you're talking to the students and say, hey, what are you doing tonight? How's everything going? Everything's really cool. Yeah. Hey, maybe we should go down and grab some bite to eat. Maybe we ought to have a couple of beers or whatever. As soon as a professor came in, a young woman professor, as soon as she came in, it was, so, professor, may I ask you a question? They got all fakey voice, and it was like, oh, God, I hate you people. <laughs> Goodbye. I gotta go. There's nowhere to park. You know, <laughs> whole deal. Uh, and by the way, that's a lot of people don't get. You can't handle that when I tell that story because I just don't fit into their system. And they tell everybody you have to go to college. No, you don't. There's certain well, things you do. People, certain things you do. For certain yes. things you do. Yes. People rationalize their massive debt by saying they convinced themselves it was worth it because of the yeah. experience or you know whatever it is but they it's kind of a cognitive dissonance kind of thing because they know like it. a lot of the time it wasn't worth it but they have to tell themselves it was yeah that's true we will talk to you tomorrow with the family